this is going to sound a little bold, but I think the mentoring process is the only way researchers learn how to do science hmm. to understand what it's like to work in a national lab, how the system works. Right. I said a national lab, but it's true of all universities too. Um, mentoring's the key piece of it. Um, so I think it's essential and I, this has been a good mechanism to learn how things work, but it's also very fulfilling for me personally. I have been mentored by a number of folks. I, I very much appreciate it. And I, I've had the good fortune of having several really uh, knowledgeable and mentors that were willing to share, to coach. This is the O-Rise Featurecast. Join host Michael Holtz for conversations with ORISE experts on STEM workforce development, scientific and technical reviews, and the evaluation of radiation exposure and environmental contamination. You'll also hear from ORISE research program participants and their mentors as they talk about their experiences and how they are helping shape the future of science. Welcome to the ORISE FeatureCast. Welcome to another episode of the O-Rise Featurecast. As ever, I'm your host, Michael Holtz, in the Communications and Marketing Department at the Oak Ridge Institute for Science and Education. I'm really excited today to be talking to Jeremy Busby, who is a newly named Associate Lab Director at Oak Ridge National Laboratory. He's a former O-Rise participant, and we're going to talk about all of that, science, mentorship, all the things Dr. Busby, welcome to the ORISE FeatureCast. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm excited to be here. Um, tell me a little, if you would, about who you are. Um, so I am, uh, like you said, an associate lab director here at Oak Ridge National Laboratory. Uh, I've been in this role just a few months, uh, and so I'm still learning. But I've been at Oak Ridge for 18 years as a, a research scientist and group leader and division director. Before that, I was here in the Oak Ridge area, um, participating as a student in the user facilities here, like you mentioned, through ORISE. So I, I've been part of Oak Ridge for about 22, 23 years now, one way or another. That's a long career um, in, in science and, and certainly in Oak Ridge in general. Um, has your research had a particular focus or um, does it sort of depend on where you are? Uh, my, my actual research when I came here, when I was in graduate school at the University of Michigan, was on materials performance for nuclear reactors, so radiation damage and steel, understanding how those materials perform, how they degrade. Uh, and that's what I did for my graduate student career. My, um, I was research faculty for a few years, and then the first five or six years I was here at the lab uh, doing actual research. Okay. Um, when I stepped into being a group leader and um, program management, it was in similar areas. Uh, since then, it has sort of diversified into uh, other directions. Okay. Uh, so other technical areas, uh, which, which has been fascinating to, to learn more about the lab, the, the science that goes on around the country and the world. Uh, it's been really exciting to see how those things come together. Absolutely. And, and I'm assuming as an associate laboratory director, you're seeing um, all kinds of diversity in terms of the work that happens at Oak Ridge National Laboratory and really with DOE writ large around the country and around the world. Absolutely. That's 
actually, I'm, I'm a curious person by nature. Okay. Um, and so that has been the really fun part for me is getting to experience different parts of uh, the lab, different parts of the scientific mission, uh, and to see and learn from those things. I, I always get excited when I get to see uh, something I didn't know we did or something I didn't know we, we did around the country or some new discovery. That Those are good days. Is there a, is there a, I guess, biggest sort of surprise, at least to the extent that you can talk about it? Oh, wow. Um, well, maybe even in this current role, um, you know, I've known we've done isotopes here for a while. Um, but until I was actually sitting in this chair in this role, I had no, I didn't have a deep enough understanding of just how extensive Okay. Uh, Oak Ridge's role in isotope development is all the different directions those isotopes go, the impact on the national and international scene in terms of um, resources for industry, resources for medical, resources for cancer therapy. Uh, the complexity of the operation really did surprise me, pleasantly so, uh, and it's it's really exciting to be a part of it. Uh, but it, it 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 surprised me. Okay. Awesome. Um, and you said you were you are a naturally curious person. Has that always been sort of part of the fabric of who you are? Did that get you interested in st like science and and all from an early age? Absolutely. I grew up in very western Kansas in a very small rural farming community. Okay. Uh, so I was always curious about things like uh, astronomy and science. And then you know, I went to Kansas State University to study engineering as an undergraduate, and, and that opened a whole new world for me. I had no idea that my that nuclear engineering even existed okay. until I went to college. That's not what I started in, but I became fascinated with the math and the science and, and the challenge of all of that. Um, so, yeah, the, the curiosity has always been uh, part of who I am. Awesome. And so fostering that love of of curiosity and science and led you to life in nuclear engineering. What was yeah. there? Was there a particular mentor or person that sort of lit that fuse or was it just your curiosity and interest in general? So it's sort of thought this may be not a satisfying story or, but it's sort of been one of those random chance luck things. When I was okay. a freshman, I was in a, um, a seminar class where, you know, each week you learned about one of the different engineering disciplines okay. at, at Kansas State. I was an architectural engineering student, actually, when I started. And um, I will never forget, it would have been, I was a sophomore in the fall, and I had been in the draft studio three weekends in a row, beautiful fall weekends, Okay. Drawing the same brick wall over and over, and I couldn't get it right. And I just couldn't envision doing that the rest of my life, right? Right. Um, I really enjoyed it. It was intriguing, but it wasn't enough. And, and I remember by that point, I'd had enough math classes. I was really into math. And I remembered the nuclear engineering seminar from when we were freshmen. And I thought, I need a different challenge. I'm excited by that. Right. I didn't get into materials until I was in grad school, again, because it was different. It was interesting. I thought that was some place where 
you know, I can see the real tangible outcome rather than, you know, mathematical equations. And there's a lot of value in that. But I wanted to put hands on something at that right. point. Uh, and then when I came here to Oak Ridge, my first project was on uh, space reactors when we were going to go to the icy moons of Jupiter and look beneath the ice. Uh, and so I came here to work on that project. Again, it was a different uh, direction and a different shift. So that there is a theme to that curiosity and changing, exploring new things. Right. About uh, every five to seven years for me. <laughs> Dr. Busby needs to do something else. It's been, <laughs> it's been five years. <laughs> right. it's clear, yeah, that's, you almost set your calendar by it. <laughs> I love that. Um, you, we talked we both mentioned earlier that you you were an ORISE research program participant um, in Oak Ridge at the National Lab. Do you remember what that experience was like? Uh, when I first went to graduate school at the University of Michigan, um, you know, it was a whole different world for me. At that point, I had no idea that the National Labs existed. Okay. Um, so... You know, I'd only been a grad student a few months, and we'd had an established uh, collaboration with Oak Ridge in using one of their user facilities for electron microscopy. And so I got in a car with two other grad students and drove all the way south. I had never been in Tennessee before, and I don't remember why it all worked out, but we didn't. We got in way late uh, the, the night we got into town and woke up in the hotel and had breakfast and I was stunned when someone that, you know, served me breakfast with a Southern accent. And I realized you know, uh, I was now in the South. Um, that was my first experience with the national lab. And through the five years in my graduate career and the next four years as research faculty, we participated, um, through DOE programs to gain access to Oak Ridge. But I was also a student intern through, I want to say the Sura and the Suli programs. Okay. With, with O-Rise, you know, late 90s, uh, summers and fall. Um, and that was, a, that was a good experience. There were other students that were part of those programs. And so there was, you know, uh, a, a two-day event where all the summer students got together and compared what they did for their research. Um, so those were good experiences. And then I participated with O-Rise then when I was here with staff. Uh, with student interns any number of years. I used the visiting faculty programs a couple of times. I think okay. I used every mechanism that Overize had <laughs> um, over about 15 years. Awesome. And so, you know, it was good for me, but it also, I mentioned the visiting faculty and the, the, uh, the student intern programs as staff. I think that one year I had seven interns, which looking back was way too many. Four of them ended up as staff here. That's awesome. And the two re visiting research faculty I had are both still staff here. Okay. <laughs> That's great. So, you know, the ORISE programs were, were good for me personally. They were good for me professionally, but they also were a great mechanism to introduce other people uh, to Oak Ridge and, and to ultimately have them here making a contribution. Right, right. And as you know, ORISE experiences are mentored. So you have a, you've been on both sides of that equation of being mentored by a scientist and then mentoring others. Um, how meaningful is that for you as a scientist to 
serve as a mentor for up-and-coming scientists? Um, it's critically important for... Um, I'm, this is going to sound a little bold, but I think the mentoring process is the only way researchers learn how to do science. Hmm. To understand what it's like to work in a national lab, how the system works. Right. I said a national lab, but it's true of all universities too. Um, mentoring's the key piece of it. Um, so I think it's essential, and I, this has been a good mechanism to learn how things work. But it's also very fulfilling for me personally. I have been mentored by a number of folks. I, I very much appreciate it, and I, I've had the good fortune of having several really. Uh, knowledgeable and mentors that were willing to share, to coach, uh, to teach, sometimes the hard way. Right. Um, but it's become something that's very important to me. I think I mentor something like seven or eight staff right now. Wow. Uh, and it's something I look forward to. Um, from a time management point of view, I probably should uh, do a better job of saying no once in a while, but that's just not one I've been able to say no to. Okay. Well, and that, that makes sense if you believe, as you do, that mentorship is critical to, you know, growing into a scientist and becoming a researcher, that it's, it's a critical piece of the puzzle. So you're going to pour yourself into that as much as you can. But I also find it fulfilling, right? So that's more fun than approving time cards or any other thing that might be on my calendar. So I, I tend to prioritize that um, because I enjoy it as well. Right, right. Okay. That makes total sense. And I know you've done some um, virtual career fairs and different things, you know, talking to um, prospective and current ORISE research participants. Um, so I know this is, this is as I understand it, a, a big passion of yours anyway. So um, it, it seems it clear is. that it's, it's fulfilling and um, meaningful to who you are as a scientist. Uh, it very much is. Um, you know, as, as I become a, a, a manager, an administrator, a director, whatever, which of those, you know, fits on any <laughs> given day. Keep title, right. Yeah, there, there's, there can be lots of grind in that, right? Meetings and process um, and administrivia. You have to balance that out and find the piece that's fulfilling and rewarding to you right? that, that buffers it. And, and for me, that's the, the mentoring, the teaching, the coaching part. The other part of that, too, I have to imagine, is the, is the collaboration piece, right? I mean, science doesn't happen... Right. Jeremy isn't working in his office by himself. You know, no. you're working with other scientists. Uh, you're working across disciplines. And that's that's what national labs are here for. Right. That's not. By and large, individual PI driven stuff, uh, principal investigator stuff. It is big science, big teams, big collaborations that involve the unique equipment, uh, the unique skills, the unique history that that comes in a national laboratory. Um, so finding opportunities 
uh, to reach across, you know, different boundaries, different organizations, different laboratories, whatever. That's always been exciting too, right? Building those mm-hmm. teams, finding who adds a contribution, uh, thinking outside the box, uh, finding, you know, different areas of science and different areas of research that are not an obvious link, but often adds value and, and takes you off in a creative new direction. Awesome. That sounds like sounds like a great gig to me. <laughs> yeah. But that also goes with the curiosity too, right? Sure. Paying attention to what's going on in other parts of the laboratory or other laboratories or universities. Um, being curious, learning a little bit of detail about those things, being excited about it makes it easier when the time comes that you've got a challenge or you need a, a different piece of information mm. or a different skill set knowing what's available out there um, right. is a big part of that. And being curious is help. It helps understand what, what resources do we have to attack a particular problem? Right. That makes sense. Um, Jeremy, if I'm an up and coming scientist and I meet you for the first time, um, what's the first thing you're going to, you're going to either ask me or tell me about life as a scientist? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think that the one of the first bits of advice I would give is to be persistent. Okay. Right? Um, if what we were doing was easy, somebody would have done it a decade ago. <laughs> right. right? Um, it, it takes some persistence. It takes some creativity, and it takes a, a willingness to be wrong or fail once in a while, and to to look at that that item, that experiment, that theory that didn't go right, evaluate what didn't go right and learn from that. Uh, That was hard for me initially. Um, Being wrong is not something I was comfortable with. (laughs) Now I'm thrilled with it. Um, You know, and, and I think that's also a sign of being comfortable with failure is okay. It means you're pushing the boundary, right? And that's what we're here for, right? We're supposed to be discovering new things and pushing, pushing the envelope. And if we never fail, we aren't pushing very hard. Right. And wasn't it Thomas Edison who said, right, I failed a thousand times to get to the one, you know, you, you, you learn every time you fail to get closer to the, the success that you're looking for. That's, that's absolutely right. Uh, I've tried for a few years to to get an award nights item around here about the most creative failure, uh-huh. and uh, I have I've not uh, well I failed in my endeavor to <laughs> get a, to celebrate failure a little more openly. I actually love the idea of that. Like the best failure of 2023 goes to you know the most impactful failure. Yeah, One of the sticking point is I don't think anybody wants to self nominate. <laughs> that, I suppose that makes sense in a in a culture that doesn't like to talk about failure. That yeah, and that, I mean that globally. I don't mean necessarily yeah, that, but I think we we as people don't like to talk about our failures. So that makes That's sense. absolutely right. Yep. But yep. it's important. Failure is important because, as you said, that's how we learn. That's how we progress. And if the most impactful failure led to the most impactful success, then 
there should be a prize for that. There's a lot of luck involved too, right? Being in the right place at the right time with the right idea. And the right people in the yep. case of the collaboration, right? So Absolutely. The right team. Um, it does take some luck to, to get it right, good or bad. Right. Absolutely. Um, so, Jeremy, last question for you. In general, what brings you joy? Oh, I don't know. It's, there's a lot of things that bring me joy. Um, I've really enjoyed uh, the last few months. In, in, I've enjoyed the last few years, but the last few months, the, the new challenge of a new job, Okay. Uh, being part of, you know, the isotopes. I've always been proud of uh, the groups and the organizations I've been part of, but I've had a lot of joy the last few months getting to learn this new role. Um, mm -hmm. The challenge, the exploration, the curiosity has been an overdrive for me. But I think now that I've uh, filled a little time and had a chance to ponder in the back of my mind, what, what really makes me smile is watching those early mid-career senior researchers that have been working on something and, and finding that breakthrough, seeing their work have an impact and uh, seeing their enjoyment fulfillment, that fulfills me. That's, that's what I have really enjoyed. I don't know, I'll say the last five to seven years is switching from being the one doing the work to someone helping facilitate the work and, and it's it's exciting it's fulfilling it's rewarding to watch others have those breakthroughs and those successes right and see that moment of success yeah. when it happens and yep i the look the I, I sort of envision you know it's probably way a movie moment kind of thing but that look on the on the researcher's face when you see yeah. that their success has been realized. Absolutely. Whether that's a paper, whether that's a patent, whether that's a discovery, whether that's a, uh, an award or recognition, uh, a new piece of data to, to see their persistence, their creativity, their teamwork pay off and, and they realize it was all worth it and it led to that. That's a really cool moment. That's awesome. I love that. Well, I'm going to leave that as the end of our conversation because I love that moment, that idea. Um, Dr. Jeremy Barsby, thank you so much for your time today. I thank really you. appreciate it. I really enjoyed it too. Thank you. And in five years, we'll come back and we'll see we'll see where you are next. How about that? <laughs> we'll, we'll set our calendar. We'll make a date by it. Yep. <laughs> Sounds, Sounds good. good. Thank you thank so much. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you for listening to the ORISE Feature Cast. To learn more about the Oak Ridge Institute for Science and Education, visit orise.orau.gov or find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ORISE Connect. If you like the ORISE Feature Cast, give us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. The Oak Ridge Institute for Science and Education is managed by ORAU for the U.S. Department of Energy.